Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Two Average Brown Rose podcast. I'm your host, Prashank. And I'm your host, Andres. Today is May 3rd, 2021. Andres, what's up, bud? Man, we're already in May, the fifth month of the year. How has 2021 flight by so fast? I don't know. But so far, so good. How are you doing, Brishank? Yeah, it seems like time, like we said, I know we say this quite often, but time is really flying by. And the fact we're just, you know, staying at home and working or, you know, doing stuff on our own not really getting to travel or anything you know even then time has just flown by and it it really confuses me because i feel like we haven't done much but we're so far into our podcast already right i think this is the eighth episode yeah it's just been flying by and like honestly i don't know like there's days that it seems so stagnant but when i look at the overall picture of the year i'm just like we're almost halfway there like okay (laughs) I mean, the only good thing is that the weather is finally, finally getting better after, you know, we had snow a couple of weeks ago and then a little bit of rain here and there, which rain, I honestly don't mind. Rain, I love rain. I love sleeping in during thunderstorms. But as long as the weather is above 15, 20 degrees Celsius, I'm perfectly happy with summer. Hey, I'm, I'm also happy with the weather. Uh, but I don't know how you sleep with thunderstorms. If there's something I'm a little bit scared of, or like I don't mind a heavy rain. Uh, I actually love the scent and the smell that comes with heavy rain. Uh, but when there's a thunderstorm, I will actually wake up and I will need to like chill and calm down because I cannot sleep with thunderstorms. Oh, for me, I love thunderstorms. I don't know. It is scary at times, but just like in the distance, you know, thunder cracking and the rain falling on the ground. I love that. It's like the most calming sound ever. Yeah, no, thank you. You can have all of that. <laughs> so what's something interesting that you learned this past week, Andres? What is something interesting that I learned? That is a very good question, Brashank. One interesting thing I learned. Uh, so apparently it's election time back in Mexico. Uh, I didn't, I was not aware that that was happening. Uh until my younger brother started posting back again. He's involved in politics now again, uh, like on his free time. So apparently campaigns have launched now for different positions at the local, uh, state, and federal level. Um, So, you know, it's probably time to see if I can vote uh, from abroad. I Like, I know at least... Uh, when it was our presidential elections a couple of years ago, I was able to vote for every single thing that I could at the federal level, but I couldn't like vote at the local or state level, which it's all right. Uh, I'll, I made my peace with the fact that I will not was not able to do that. So back again into investigating how I will be able to vote because, you know, uh, I'm not risking myself to go travel just to vote. <laughs> But just like trying to learn about what like people's campaigns are now, what they're advocating for, and just mentally preparing for the drama that comes with it uh, within the family. You know, everyone has their own political views, which I completely respect. But they're from time to time, there are arguments that are not sane and have no logic. And I like to call them out. Uh, and same with our friend group. Uh, my tight friend group there's a couple of times that there's a little bit of political differences once again I respect everyone's point of view but when an argument is not sound or has no basis or logic I will lock it like I will like I will call it out because you know uh, if you're if you're having that conversation with me 
uh, you should be ready to expect an answer uh, from a well, well-informed answer. So that's something I'm very interested in. Let's see how it goes. As you know, uh, in Mexico being, uh, being a developing country, uh, things can get really messy with politics. So we'll see also what dirt comes out from the politicians that are running. Yeah, politics is always fun and games until it's not, right? <laughs> exactly. Like at first it's like very tame, but as close as you're getting to election day, like if they just start getting messy and like things start coming out. I mean, it's like, ooh, you really were hiding that. So we'll see. I'm pretty sure my brother will keep me posted on how things are going, like at the actual like, campaign level and what the different parties are doing. But right now, uh, at least for my friend group and like people around my my same age and like uh, same socioeconomical level and all of that, uh, a lot of us are thinking that it is time to take away the majority out of like the like the political party that the president is part of. Uh, just because in the past, I think to, we're 2021. So yeah, it's been three years into his uh, into, into his time as a president and there has been no changes. And actually it's been pretty horrible uh, in terms of that. Uh, so people are now trying to say like to take back are like our like our chamber of representatives back to like to be either uh like like split within the parties or like at least take away uh the majority out of that party because they're just there's just something different but that's what's gonna happen back home i don't even know when election day is so we'll i have to i'll have to look into that how about you Bershang? what's something you learned this week um so for me if one of the cool things I learned, um, as you know, Michael Collins, the third astronaut on the Apollo 11, passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, him alongside Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, you know, they're some of the first people to walk on the moon. But the interesting thing was Michael Collins, actually, he never walked on the moon. So when Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin were actually doing the moon mission, um, Michael Collins had to stay in one of the ro- ships, I guess, uh, Columbia, he had to stay in the rocket, or I don't know if it's called a rocket ship or the orbiter, I guess, the lunar orbiter. He had to stay inside there to make sure, you know, as a backup plan, pretty much, if the two other two wouldn't, would either fail or succeed the mission, he had to sit there and wait, wait it out pretty much as he, you know, rounded the moon in his lunar orbiter, mm-hmm. and which was pretty interesting to read about because, you know, he was alone because, like, you know, while Neil and Buzz were doing their thing on the moon, there was Michael just sitting on this floating spaceship going around <laughs> and around the moon waiting for to see what happens, right? He was, well, if they succeeded, he'd obviously, which they did, and they would come back and, you know, go back to Earth. But if they failed, he'd have to leave them behind and, you know, take the long journey home by himself. So, and I was reading into that, and then apparently he was, like, you know, he when he was alone in his, Orbiter, he never actually felt lonely because he knew um, there was like so much cool things happening at once, I guess, you know. Mm -hmm. So when I read into the different lunar missions and things like that, it was pretty interesting to see how, you know, astronauts and even like even back home, if they don't fully go out of space, even the ones that train on Earth and stuff, it's pretty cool to see how they have to be not just like physically healthy, but mentally healthy as well. You know, we talk about mental health so much, but. I think being an astronaut is one of the toughest jobs oh, out yes. there just because 
not only you have to be so fit to go to a whole new planet or you know a whole new moon i guess you know for in our in the apollo 11's case but you have to be mentally fit to leave your family behind you know for it could be forever you know yeah or and or yeah even like the iss people who go to the international space station you know they're there for months years sometimes and you have to be yeah you're cooped up in this small little station for you know months and days and weeks and you don't know what's going to happen and you're you know you're relying so much on science and you know it's made it this far so it's pretty cool to see i don't think as cool as it would be i don't think i could do that like one either like sp- spaceship or even like submarines you know being the idea of being cooped up in a small place in either high high altitude or low low below the um sea level that that scares me but i think the what we can learn from earth is all there's so many cool things and we don't need to be up there to you know see it in person especially with nowadays with technology we, we go on youtube and you can see everything they've been seeing on in space right yes oh that's so interesting but i'm okay seeing space from down here yeah exactly so i think that was really cool i read into the michael collins and his life and you know i think astronomy astronomy and like you know all this cool stuff i find it really interesting so reading about his time while neil and buzz were hopping around the moon was pretty cool that's pretty interesting man i'll look into it in the upcoming weeks so this week i know last week Andres, we talked about a little bit more serious conversation it was about money and we had a really good conversation you know um a lot of people reach out to us and said for the most part money does turn us you know find the biggest sentiment i got from most people was finding the balance of saving for your future while you know enjoying your present mm-hmm. and so i think us most people not just in our 20s but you know every age we struggle with that because society always tells us to save for later but you know but then you're supposed to have fun in the present because of future is not always promised but i think a lot of people agreed with that and it was a good conversation all around that was that's amazing that people are responding uh, responding to it exactly. and that they're and that they're sharing with us exactly but this week i'm going to switch it up a little bit we're going to talk about a fun topic you know one of my favorite things to do in my oh, free time what is it brishang what are we talking about this week we're we're going to Hollywood, not movies this time, but TV shows. So not just Hollywood, but you know Bollywood, whatever. Every country has their own um, Bollywood in a sense. So we're gonna be talking about TV shows. Cause I love TV. First of all, let's you know you know I love these questions. Name your top three TV shows of all time. Oh my god, this is so hard. Especially because <laughs> you know, uh, there's just like the ones that you're watching recently, and you're like, oh, those are my favorite shows. But then you're like, wait, I still like some that I've watched like long time ago. So how would they compare? So that's a very difficult question. Um, but I would say, uh, for my favorite TV shows, are we including reality TV into this, or are we putting that in a different category for another time? Um, honestly, just tell me your top three and explain to me what they're about and get me hooked onto them if I'm already not hooked onto them. All right. Sounds good. So number one will be Sheets Creek. Uh, I found it hilarious. You know, this millionaire family and then they get 
Like they lose everything and they have to go to this little motel, like motel in a little town. And it is just like hilarious. Like every single one of the characters is so funny. And there's just so many like unique moments uh, that I think it was like such a great uh, Canadian show. I love it so much. I love Sheets Creek. Then I would say uh, another one that is my fa- like on my top. Uh, I would say The Office. <laughs> I That's a classic one. I can never get enough of The Office. Like I can rewatch and rewatch and I can get, I cannot get enough. And now with like Angela and Jenna doing their podcast about The Office, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm reliving every single episode I've watched so far. And I don't know how many times I've watched every episode, but The Office is a classic and I absolutely love it. So this one is a reality TV show that first it was very unique and all of that. And then there were, and then it became a little bit mainstream. Uh, so I love RuPaul's Drag Race. So it is just like this concept of like a reality TV competition that is based around drag. So for all of you out there who don't under, like do not know what drag is, it is just a uh, people dressing up as like the opposite gender or like uh, for ent- like to express themselves. Uh, so usually like with RuPaul's Drag Race, it is mainly either uh, men or non-binary people or transgender people now that dress up as uh, female, female impersonators in a certain way. I think that was the best way to des- uh, describe it. And then uh, it's very... Uh, queer focus kind of like going through the different uh, the different life experiences as they're in a competition and different challenges uh, which is a lot of fun uh, I would say but uh, it is definitely like I watch it religiously whenever there's a new season the day that it's out I'm religiously watching it as it goes through I think you mentioned that that just that RuPaul's Drag Race the season just ended right yeah, the grand finale happened like on last Friday. So not the 30th, but the one before that. So I would say it will be the 23rd or the 24th. Uh, yeah, it ended and I'm super happy with the winner. I love Simone. She was gorgeous and fabulous throughout the entire season. So yeah, I would say those are my top three because I know I can always go back and rewatch them. And I think that that's what makes them some of my faves. How about you, Brishang? What What are your top three? This is a tough question. I put myself on the spot with this, but you know what? I think I can narrow it down to three. Um, I, I watch a lot of, sh- like, not these days, I think I've kind of toned down my Netflix watching because Netflix, you know, the quality goes up and down. Sometimes there's amazing movies and TV shows. Sometimes there's not as good, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, the one that I did watch and finish on from Netflix was Queen's Gambit. I don't okay. know if you've seen it, but it was really good. It's it's a chess. It's it's the top main topic of the show is chess, hence the name Queen's Gambit. It's kind of a playing style, mm-hmm. and it was a really good show. Like even if you don't know anything about chess, they do a really well job, good job of like explaining everything. And the main character she like plays phenomenally, um, the character and like uh, chess. So I think if you haven't seen that, watch already. But my top three TV shows of all time has to have to be Fringe, The Mentalist, and Black Mirror. Mm. Now, they're very similar in the fact they're... Well, I mean, The Mentalist and Fringe, they're more like crime dramas, whereas yes. Black Mirror, you know, the alternative 
universes with technology. Mm -hmm. um, Fringe, I first watched in 2013. So it has five seasons. And I started watching towards the end of season five because I saw it on TV. But then I went back and rewatched everything. It's a science fiction TV show um, created by J.J. Abrams, who's pretty famous yes. in the movie and TV industry. So it's a scientific crime drama. So just like Black Mirror, how there's different concepts, Fringe has an overarching theme, but each episode is different in the sense there's four or five main characters. And, you know, in CSI, there's like a crime that happens and they have to go solve it. Well, in Fringe, it's more like... It's still a crime, but it's more like to do with like scientific things. So like, you know, bu butterflies that attack human beings or like, you know, human beings randomly setting themselves on fire and like dying. And like, so like cool concepts like that. I really enjoyed it. The cast consists of Anna Torv, Josh Jackson and John Noble. Okay. And it's a really good watch. It's it's really easy to watch too. It's really easy to get into. I know some people didn't like it after a while, but for me, I like... It was a satisfying ending. I would like it was there was some parts I think they could have done better, but overall it was a pretty good show. Unlike Lost, which JJ Abrams also created. You know, Lost started mm -hmm. off so good but then ended pretty bad, I'd say. I mean, they did what they could could have done. I mean, same thing with a lot of shows, they could have done everything a little bit better, but yeah. I mean, Lost was still pretty good. I'm not gonna complain. Um, for my second like these aren't in order because I can't I that's one thing I can't pick it's these three I don't know which I'd put you know one two three yeah um mentalist is pretty much your run-of-the-mill crime show except there's the main character played by um Simon Baker who's Australian accent he plays this mentalist who can you know read other read other people's minds not really mm -hmm. like you know he can he's good really good at those micro expressions and just reading people um i'm not gonna spoil any of these shows because they're like these shows if you haven't seen them already they're amazing shows so make sure you watch it but something happens in his past so he can end up helping the cbi which is a fictional california bureau investigation and it's really good like this is one of the shows i can rewatch all the time because i'm just so invested in the characters and I kid you not, I think I've seen this show like three, four times. And I never do that with shows. Like Once I finish it, once I don't watch it back, right? Yes. And lastly, Black Mirror. I think we all know Black Mirror, the sci-fi anthology. You know, each story is different. And I think a lot of people liked this show and still do. Like, obviously, the last season was kind of meh. But overall, like, the concepts are really cool. Like, because some of the things could happen in the next 10, 15 years. You know, it's not that far away. Um, the biggest one I can think of is nosedive where people are ranked based on their like, or, you know, they're ranked based on their social like um, rating. So people rate each other on their behavior and things like that, and which we kind of do right now anyway, right? Like, like Uber or like Yelp, we, you know, rate people based on how they perform. Yes. So it's like it's this, although some of the stories are far-fetched and like, you know, in the future, like, you know, 10 years, 10, 20 years ago, if you were told me walking dogs, robotic walking dogs were going to be a thing, I would have laughed at you. But now <laughs> we see like Boston, I think Boston Dynamics is a company that makes different robotics, you know, those dogs or those walking robots. So, I mean, some of the things aren't scary, but they could happen in the next in our lifetime, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, just 
it's just like different concepts and like where you're where where you can take your mind that's something i enjoy about some of those shows exactly and that, i think that's one of the coolest things is i love these like scientific and like crime shows where it puzzles your mind right like like we've talked about before like i really dig those mind-bending movies where whether it's like inception or you know newly released tenant same thing with tv shows i really like those ones that make you really think and so definitely fringe mentalist and black mirror my top three no doubt i mean and i mean we can agree on some of the other good shows like breaking bad i think breaking bad was probably one of the greatest shows ever and yes. that's probably one of the most like satisfying endings like it just ended so nicely and there's not a lot of shows you can say about that right like where the end was from start to finish it was amazing yeah absolutely it was such a good like it was well constructed and they finished it where they needed to finish it exactly unlike tv shows like you know like lost where it kind of went off the rails or like even game of thrones like that last season was (laughs) I mean, I like you know before the last or last season or last two seasons came out, Game of Thrones was honestly one of my favorite shows of all time, and I think that a lot of people echoed that sentiment. But once that last season came out and things yeah. hit the fan, it was just not fun for me, man. Well, it's just like they took away everything, like everything that they built up into, right? And like they went into this thing in which they're like everything is based on the books. So when you're trying to do these things in the production then like fans do know what really should happen and what to expect one based on like the previous seasons and two do you have your in a certain way your canon which is the books exactly and it'll be interesting to see how when the you know six and seven books can come out if he ever finishes it we'll see how (laughs) how different it is from the tv shows and We'll see if the book readers win or the TV watchers win, right? That's absolutely fair. And like another one of those shows that just keeps on going and going and going. Like I love Grey's Anatomy. Like I like the first couple of seasons, I would say all the way up probably until season. I would say I don't even know in which season they are right now. But I would say at least until season 11 or 12, I like I will watch religiously. Like I will watch every episode, rewatch a couple of the earlier seasons because they're fantastic. Like the cast is amazing in those seasons. But now I kind of like just lost track of it because they just keep on like, I just feel like, like, don't get me wrong. Shonda is like amazing. Like every single one of her shows, they're very good shows. They're very like engaging. They really grab your attention. But I just feel Grace has been going for such a long period of time that I'm just like, what else could happen in Grace? Like, what else do you have to explore still in this medical uh, medical drama? But, you know, people keep on watching. Yeah, that's, that's the same with, like, Criminal Minds. I, I used to love Criminal Minds, and I watched it religiously. Like, that's probably one of my favorite crime dramas of all time. But after a while, it just got, not repetitive, but after a while, it just got like kind of boring almost where you know casts were coming in and out and some of the good characters that i liked left or you know so it's kind of like do i still want to watch this like no so i haven't really caught up with the last couple seasons but it's still it's still a good show like i'll still watch it but like it's one of those shows where it's pretty dark at sometimes right like mm-hmm. it gets really dark at times some of the episodes like i couldn't watch by myself or like at, at night because it's dark and twisted but it's still a really good show 
that's for sure and kind of like from that because some of these shows have been going for a very long time what are some of the shows that you watched before like when you were in middle school or in high school that you like really enjoyed at the time um two that come to mind right away is heroes and prison break um both shows i started watching when i was in i think late middle school or was did it yeah i think late middle school like early high school um and those were fantastic shows like it started so amazingly and it hit the rails really fast like you know i was mm-hmm. most people including myself were disappointed at how it went but like the first season for both shows like that's during that like high school period i i love to watch all the time how about you andres uh one of my guilty pleasures is glee like i followed every single season but like any other show the last two seasons i'm just like god can we just have ended it this early uh so i would say glee i like from time to time i will watch an episode here and there or listen to their music because some of their covers or mashups are pretty good so i would say glee is one of uh those shows And the other thing that I grew up with and that I really enjoyed about my middle school and my high school years are telenovelas because that is part of the Hispanic culture. No matter where you are in Latin America, uh, everyone knows uh, telenovelas, uh, even people like Latin people living uh, anywhere around the world or in the States or things like that. Uh, Telenovelas are something we are raised with and every single day, with no doubt, like around dinner time, because that will be, there's kind of like two prime times in like Latin American TV. So you know, like how usually in North America, uh, like the States and Canada, prime time is around between seven and 10. That's usually your prime time for TV content. Uh, Mm -hmm. Back home, your prime time, it's actually two. So one is like a little bit outside of when uh, kids are finishing classes. So I would say sometime between two and four, uh, and four, two and five. And then your other prime time, it's from like seven until 11. So like the evening time, it's even of a longer prime time for us. So in those ones, they will a lot and they will put all the telenovelas. And the thing with telenovelas that differs from all the other TV shows is that TV shows usually release an episode a week. Telenovelas release an episode a day and they run for at least like usually between four or five months. So every day there's a new episode. And if you don't watch it, you literally miss a lot of the tra- like the drama that goes with it. And something I love about them, they're just so over-exaggerated. Like the acting sometimes is terrible, like terrible acting, but they're just so dramatic and the way they go about things. There's just so many memes that come out of it nowadays. But I loved watching them growing up. I think that's where me... Uh, being enticed by drama and gossip comes from is from watching telenovelas religiously every day growing up and there's just a couple that are pretty memorable in my mind so one of them was like in elementary school it was called uh, Rebelde and it was just about this preppy high school's rich kids and like the like messy drama in this boarding school so that was a lot of fun a lot of seasons like at least it ran for two academic years which is a long like a long running and then the other telenovela that I truly, truly enjoy, and this was when I was in high school, it's called Teresa. And it was just the most dramatic, like drama after drama, plot twist after plot twist, and bad acting. The Latin entertainment business is so different. 
than the regular like Hollywood kind of style of business, but it's part of our culture and I do not deny being a fan of them. Um, so I'm going to push you back even further into your childhood. What were your some favorite TV shows growing up when you were like a kid? Oh my God. When it comes to TV shows, when I was a kid, uh, so back again to the telenovelas, they're telenovelas specifically made for kids. <laughs> so <laughs> like literally the plot will be around kids. So that's what I will watch. Like I really, really like a lot of my childhood will be that, uh, will be those telenovelas made for kids, which I will watch after school. And then there were a couple of uh, of TV shows or reality TV shows or like kind of like Family Feud and all of that uh, that I will watch religiously. There was one that was at 7 a.m. on Sundays and I will like, like my brothers and I will wake up and religiously watch that. But because I did live in Montreal for a year as part of my childhood, uh, then after we went back to Mexico, I will want to, uh, I really liked watching the like the Teletoon uh, kind of like cartoons and TV shows because they were fun. Um, love Reese's. Reese's is one of my favorite like cartoons that are, are out there. And then, oh my God, something came to my mind and I completely forgot. Um, so yeah, uh, how about you, Brishang? What What did you like enjoying as a kid? Well, I'm going to give you a real blast from the past. So my different phases, when I used to live in Nepal, Cartoon Network was a big thing, right? So we used to get Cartoon Network in like a couple, in, and it's not even cable TV, but like the local TV Cartoon Network was one of the networks I was given. And growing up, I used to watch Powerpuff Girls, Courage the Carly Dog, Dexter's Laboratory, Ed, Ed, Eddie, like Johnny Bravo, you know, those shows. I used to love those shows. And even now, like, like cartoons nowadays i like cringe when i watch it like the only cartoons that i like nowadays is like spongebob because mm. some of the memes from spongebob is pretty relevant pretty relevant but like sh cartoon shows from back in the day though like i love those and i could still watch them now and even like uh shows on nick i think like the wild thornberry you know i don't know if you've seen that but it's such a good like cartoon show it's like really educational that is fair. No, oh, I remember what I was, uh, what I was like. We had this channel, like on national TV, uh, that they had a lot of TV shows like made for kids, like during like the kids' prime time. And one of them was called Tales of Brock Street, uh, which is just like a direct translation from the French because it's actually like originated by uh, tales written by a French author, which is uh, Pierre Gripari. Uh, and the original title is Le Conde de la Rue Broca. So yeah, and they were so fantastic. I love those tales and like they really narrated them so nicely and the animation to it are so good. Um, mm -hmm. So I would say like that, like if I were to watch them like on YouTube or something, I will still like watch the entire, like all the series of that because I, I like, I was like a lot into a lot of educational, like I was a very geeky, nerdy, I'm still am very nerdy, a kind of person but as a kid I was a lot driven more uh, to that and drama and gossip so maybe I just keep on being the same person Rishank. I think you're the same person <laughs> as you were when you were younger probably but yeah so like those Cartoon Network shows and then and even like the Nickelodeon shows from back in the day you know like Hey Arnold or like Rocco the Rugrats or the Wild Thornberries like I love those shows and then but then before that before we actually had like cable um, so back in when I lived in the States, we used to get PBS kids. So 
Mm-hmm. Those shows were amazing. Like one of my favorite shows to watch on PBS Kids was like Zoom or like you know Cyber Chase. I don't know if you've heard of these shows, but like um, or even like Arthur. Like Arthur is amazing. Like I love oh, Arthur. It's such a Arthur like, great show. A, I love Arthur. And then one of the more low key ones was called Liberty Kids and Redwall. So two of them, Liberty Kids, was about the American Revolution, but they made it into an animated show, and it was like super cool to watch. Redwall is based on the books. I don't know if you've ever read those books growing up, but they're Brian, they're by Brian Jacques, and they're about this mouse. Like all the characters are like different kind of rodents, and they have different like you know, it's like almost like a medieval rodent show. Mm-hmm. Really cool. And then Clifford, you know, can't forget like Clifford or like uh, Sesame Street, you know. Oh my God, but we're very then... dating ourselves there. <laughs> and then going back even further, so like when I lived <laughs> in New Zealand. New Zealand, after school, the four shows that I used to watch all the time, like after, because as soon as school would be done, I'd go home. You know, my school is only a five-minute walk from home, and I'd go home, watch Pokemon, Digimon, Dragon Ball Z, and Transformers, like the original animated shows, and, like, those were it. Like, I enjoyed I loved watching those. I would, like, I would watch those religiously. I completely forgot about those shows until you mentioned them. I was like, you know what? I also really enjoy watching those shows. And this is the thing. Growing up, like, after, I'm just like, oh, my God, I will never watch anime. There's no way you can make me watch anything of that. And then I was having a conversation with a friend, and they were like, you know that Pokemon, Dragon Ball, and all of that is considered anime, right? I was like, there's a difference. And they're like, no, it is still considered the same. You you might not be into like the other kinds of anime, but you still watch anime when you're watching those shows. I'm just like, I'll give you that. But I am upset that you're correct about that fact. And now that I have to accept that I have watched in the past anime. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've heard lots of people like... um anime so i haven't seen like you know naruto or death note like i've heard good things about them but i never watched them maybe i'll give it a chance right yeah there's nothing wrong and that's the other different like nice thing about when it comes to tv shows because you know with movies a lot of like we'll get a little bit more into it but movies have really follow like a like they really follow this like the different standards of like where they're being produced right and usually Mm. those are like the big entertainment like areas and businesses such like Hollywood, Bollywood, and like wherever else there's like big movie productions. But then when it comes to TV shows, what I really enjoy is like every country has their own way of entertaining. So like how I, like what we have in Latin America, it is unique to us. Like they're like sometimes if they like somewhere around the world will try to recreate a telenovela, they will never be able to do that. Like <laughs> the drama does not translate well into different languages based on what it's given. But then uh, for example, Japanese culture has a different entirety difference, like when it comes to TV shows. And I don't know if you watch some of their competition funny videos of what happens on like those type of comp- like TV competition shows. They're so funny and hilarious. I don't understand a thing of what they're talking or anything, but just watching them just cracks me every single time. But then you go to like Europe and their TV is uh, very different. Like even when it comes to when it comes to comedy, right? Uh, American comedy and British comedy are so different and there's lots of people that I've met that is like oh I don't really like like uh, like British comedy or like uh, they don't like Mr. Bean and I was like how can you not like him he's hilarious but 
I have to remember not everyone is into that kind of comedy, but a lot of people are more into like the American style of comedy. So that's what I love about TV shows and around the world. It's very different depending on where it's produced and who the cast is. Uh, so I'm so glad that we have such a variety of experiences and have experienced TV from like different countries. Yeah, now now that you brought up British shows, one recommendation I have is called Task Taskmaster. If you haven't seen it, you can watch it all on uh, YouTube. They have they released episodes on YouTube. Okay, but it's a British comedy show where it's a game show. So there's two hosts and they get five com the comedians to come in and do unique and like ridic ridiculous tasks throughout the season. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's like, it's a show that rewards like outside the thinking. So if it gives you a task, you can do it straight up as it says. But if you do it like a unique way or like a funny way or like a stupid, really stupid way, you get like points and stuff and you compete until the end of the season. And honestly, it's probably one of the best like British shows, shows I've seen. It's really funny. Oh, yeah. like I do enjoy a lot British comedy and sometimes like the thing with British comedy is like sometimes you like you have to get into it and you require to do some thinking, which is something I really appreciate. Whereas like no shade being thrown to American comedy, but it's literally given to you like the joke is right there. Like you don't have to do that much digging into trying to find the joke. Whereas British comedy, you have to sometimes do a little bit of thinking and then laugh. I laugh out loud for that, but I'll definitely look I mean, into that because I love British, uh, like I love British comedy. I mean, that's one of my pet peeves with like like sitcoms where they have like the forced track track laughters. Mm -hmm. Where you know, I, I at one point I did enjoy Big Bang Theory or like you know Young Sheldon. Okay, not Young Sheldon, but like Big Bang Theory, I really enjoyed, and you know even like The Office, like I really enjoy. Like the office, I mean, there's no forced laughter there, but like Big Bang Theory is notorious for this, where they have like, you know, or even like Two and a Half Men, where they have the forced laughter track, and I really don't like that. It's like if people if people find the jokes funny, they're gonna laugh. You know, you don't yeah. need to do that. Even like I think Friends has like the forced laughter at times too, right? I know there's such a big debate with Friends that <laughs> it's just like it's just one of those shows that has a big controversy. Either people love it or people hate it. And but yeah, I think honestly, I enjoyed a lot of shows. And here's one show I don't know if you ever watched it. This is like the only the true ones know this. But did you ever watch Le Legends of the Hidden Temple? I think I'm just gonna Google it uh, just to see if there's a visual. Uh, remember, like I can't like if there's a visual uh memory that comes up. While you do that, so for people at home listening, um, Legend of the Hidden Temple, it's like a obstacle course that was on Nickelodeon back in the day, I believe, and it was it's pretty much like Ninja Warrior, except it's little kids going through this obstacle as a team or as a group trying to win, and it was it was a good show. Like I was watching back in the day, and. It was a really good show. Yeah, no, I might have confused it with a different show. But no, I never watched it. Didn't grow up in here. So that's my excuse for Shank. Hey, I didn't grow up here either. I watched this in Nepal. <laughs> well, it didn't make it to Mexico unless you had cable TV. Um, yeah, like a lot of like, that's the thing. Like a lot of like the American shows when I was growing up or like, Canadian, Teletoon, Cartoon Network, and all of that, you will, like, unless they were, like, put into, like, the national networks, uh, the only way to get them would have been through cable, at the very beginning of cable TV. Yeah, I think for us, we got it through India, so, like, all these shows, 
you know, the Nick ones or the Cartoon Network ones, or even back in the day, you know, Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Like when it first came to Nepal, it was in English, but then eventually they got the Indian version. So it was all dubbed in Indian or like Hindi. And I didn't really understand it. So I kind of like grew up and then later watched on YouTube or like Netflix. But I think it was pretty cool getting the shows. It was a lot of fun. And I would say with cartoons, uh, those are the only ones that I appreciate them being dubbed because like it really doesn't matter their cartoons uh, and the jokes can land like if they do a right dubbing and translation the jokes will land uh, but when it comes to movies and tv shows uh, I will really I appreciate watching them in the language that they were created like they were produced in because the like the script and everything is written in a certain way so uh, I usually do not watch tv shows or movies uh, it, like outside of their original language unless of course it's a language that i don't speak then i'll watch it dubbed yeah exactly i think i think we brought this up in one of the previous episodes where we talked about the casa de papel or money heist where the spanish version was definitely better than the english version or like dark which is better in german than english yeah you're just missing on the like you're just missing on those spanish jokes brashank and they cannot be translated i'm sorry It's it's another it's another reason to learn another language, right? I know, right? Languages are fantastic, but that's not today's topic. Exactly. Well, we should probably start wrapping up the show. Um, what are you looking forward to this week, Andres? Well, what I'm looking forward, Bruchank, is I'm off for two weeks, so literally, oh. literally doing nothing. I'm just gonna chill play switch watch netflix enjoy the nice weather if there is nice weather and that's about it i'm really disconnecting from everything like of course i'm still gonna be on instagram because i'm addicted to that uh but other than that i'm little disconnecting like you can still reach out at me and everything but uh I'm not plugging myself. Like the only reason I'll be using my computer is to stream movies, documentaries, and TV shows. You know what? That's perfectly fine. If you have two weeks off, you got to turn off that work laptop, turn off that work phone, and just have time for yourself, Sherlock, and the gym, and just take care of yourself. Exactly. That's probably what I'll do. And probably do some reading. I haven't found the time to do act like actually sit down and read a book, uh, which was one of my New Year's goals. So I will actually take some of this time to at least sit down and start a book. How about your Brishank? What are you looking forward for this week? Um, not just this week, but the upcoming weeks. I think Saskatchewan has done a pretty good job of vaccinating people. I think we're down to anyone older than 40, you know, can go get a vaccine. Both my parents have got their first doses already. So that's exciting. That's um, nice. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, it'll be our turn pretty soon, which I'm looking forward to because that's just one step closer to you know get, being covid free i guess not not completely covid free but one step closer to the end we're slowly getting there yeah exactly and then so that's uh, that's what i'm looking forward to and then you know uh, in obviously other parts of the world like india and nepal all of the situation not too great right now so hopefully us and other parts of the world send mm-hmm. the vaccines and their the ppe and required you know things to help them through this tough time oh yeah they're like difficult and very challenging situations so if anyone like if you feel like you can help in any way please uh do so we're all in this together globally 
So any help will really be appreciated to any of those countries. Exactly. So let's let's do our part and continue cheering each other up. Because, you know, last year when COVID started, one of the sayings that everyone said was we're all in this together. But lately it doesn't really seem that way because everyone's just doing their own thing. And we're, it feels like people haven't really supported each other. And I think we need to go back to the root and say, you know, we're all in this together and let's actually like support each other. Exactly. We're, we're let's support everyone. All right. That is all for this week, Andreas. If you want to get in touch with us, you know the drill. Our Instagram handle is a two average brown bros podcast. Reach out to us. Talk to us about your favorite TV shows. Um, any topics that you want us to bring up, we'll bring it up. If you want us, if you just want to talk to us, let us know. If you want to come on the podcast, eventually we'll do that too, I think. We're the part where we've hit eight episodes, so two months. We're in a good spot to bring potentially bring people in and you know get their opinions on different things we talk about, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like if you're interested, shoot us a DM and then we'll start working a little bit out the logistics of what that may look like. But yeah, we're very excited for how far this has come and we're really interested in kind of like hearing from you. So if you have any anything you want to share about today's episode, if you want to share with us what TV shows you're currently watching so that we can bitch them with you or episodes or TV shows that remind you of your of your childhood or your when you were growing up, uh, don't hesitate to slide into our DMs and talk about it because we actually, we read through our DMs and we actually like getting in touch with you. But that's it for this week's episode. So, you know, like Rishak said, you know the drill. But other than that, we'll catch you next Monday. See ya. Bye.